0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Nobody's getting left off bad and bougie today. On a Monday, one of our favorite things to do is catch up with our buddy, Chris Carter. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. Locked on Steelers Podcast, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, WPXI, here on SNR. CC, what's up, buddy? Thanks for taking the time as always.
0: What's up, fellas? Appreciate y'all making time on a Monday. I will say, even though it's not a victory Monday, man, it is a sunny sky, blue cloud, no snow clouds in the sky, blue out here. It's a really nice day in Pittsburgh.
1: I brought back the weather from Miami. You're welcome.
3: There you go. Good job.
0: (laughs) What did you bring to the show?
3: I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, real
1: quick. Speaking of Mr. I-Don't-Get-Fine, please tell me you guys saw yes, what happened absolutely. on Saturday oh, absolutely night.
3: Absolutely. Love Marshawn. That's my dog. God, dog. He's so pure. He's <laughs> he's unapologetically himself. <laughs> like, Lord, Lord, Lord. Did you, see, did you see what we're referencing,
0: Chris? Yes. Oh, I did see that. And, um, we can't uh, say what was said. Yeah, no, we cannot. We, uh, can we
3: say the second one or the first one? <laughs> I know we can't say the first one. What about the no, second neither. one? Neither. Uh, I don't neither. think neither. either. Neither. <laughs> Chris, where are you at on
1: this Monday? It it feels like there's kind of uh, two camps of Steeler fans. They're either in
3: Pittsburgh or they're in Miami. (laughs) Yeah, which party are you in?
1: (laughs) The first is the sky is falling, doom and gloom, this season's over, fire everybody, tank for a good draft pick. The other is, hey – this is to be expected. New era. Your 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback isn't here anymore. Your NFL defensive player of the year has only played one game. There's going to be some growing pains. Yeah, we're not happy at 2-5, and but there's been some positivity. There's been some growth that you can hang your hat on. Where are you at here on this Monday afternoon is, again, the Steelers have now lost four out of five games, but I think there are at least some things moving in the right direction.
0: I mean, certainly you can say the defense isn't Falling apart, like some people accused it of being, uh, you know, just just a, just a little bit ago, uh, you know, and, and it was it goes along to what I think we said a lot on this very show for weeks. You know, the defense was getting thrown back out there after three and out, after three and out, after three and out. The offense is still bad. Like, you know, they're stuff, they're, they're, they're not putting up points, but they're at least executing drives that are giving the, the Steelers defense breaks and allowing them to kind of get back out there rested and play well. I don't care what, 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 you know, who you play. You hold a team to 16 points, you played a good game on defense. Yes, they could have caught any one of those four interceptions and maybe they win the game, but. All in all, you, pitch, you, you pitched a really good game on defense. You did your job there. Uh, and, and, again, you still don't have T.J. Watt. You know, I think the Monte KZ coming back would actually be a really big asset to this defense because I think that it's going to allow them to open up more packages in the secondary than they've even used. Uh, but, like, you know, a lot, a lot of what you said, too, Wes, you know, Kenny Pickett, we knew once he got in there, this was going to be a growing year for him. He was going to need to have these kind of bumps and bruises, figure things out, you know, learn, from, learn from experience. And uh, you know, these are the games that you kind of take with you that you're like, man, does he grow from these moments? Does he learn from them? Um, because if he does these if these these become you know these pillar moments in his career where he's like I remember that night when I let the team down again in Miami when I had two game winning drive opportunities and I threw two interceptions and I said I wasn't going to do you know let that happen again you know this is the these are the kind of things where we see great quarterbacks like Peyton Manning you know like Terry Bradshaw for the Steelers in the early 70s they don't let this get them down they stick with it they keep they keep they stay focused and they build for the, for the rest of their career um, you know, I think the Steelers are looking at that. But, you know, as far as this season, you know, I I don't think it makes sense to just fire everybody right now. Uh, you know, you can reconsider that at the end of the season. But you got to play this out. you got to see how this goes and, uh, you know, what the Steel, how the Steelers rebound, you know, once they get out of the bye week and you're starting to look at a much easier schedule.
3: Hey, Chris, man, it's Monday. I like to feel good on Mondays, baby. Can you tell me some of the positives that we did have on offense last night from uh, your perspective?
0: Um... <laughs> Oh, man. I will say that um, I thought that George Pickens is still the man. Um, I think that they still need to get, find a, a way to get him the ball more.
3: Oh, God. NFL Young. <laughs> oh, God.
0: I mean, yes, sir. NFL Young. I mean, the there's the one picture that he had after his touchdown. I'm like, yo, that needs to be a rap album cover. Like He's that dude. He's that dude. He is that dude. But, but, and, and Pat Fryermuth, when you threw him the ball. I mean, I think. Pat Scheisty, baby. Right, they're emerging as playmakers that you can call on. But I mean, for me, it's like throw the ball to them more. You know, even if you got to tell Kenny, hey, you know what? Look at these guys before you look at anybody else because they're they're the ones that are making plays right now. Um, you know, but you know, I think Najee Harris was better in this game. I still think you know, eventually he got you know he's getting blown up. You know, in the line of scrimmage and safeties and linebackers are all flying down the line just to stop him. Um, but you know, there there was potential there. Um, there were moments when the offensive line held up on, on their own. There were some plays they gave it up. But, you know, I, I think a big part of this was, you know, you had a rookie quarterback who was just trying to see. The and there were moments that I think Kenny Pickett stood in there and made some really tough plays. The fourth down pass to Claypool over the middle in the last drive. that was like kept poetry. It them that was job. beautiful. It was, it was great. And then the third down scramble he had in the, to set up the touchdown uh, in the first half. Uh, you know, he, he runs up the middle. Those are the tough decisions that that you expect him to make. But you know, I think it's just one of those things where he may going to make some of those. But you got to take the highs with the lows. Right now, that's just what a rookie quarterback is.
1: Let's stay there, Chris. I mean, is it, like the duality of Kenny last night. Isn't isn't that what people should be expecting? You mentioned the 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 high level throw, the big stones there on fourth and long to throw one across the middle uh, to keep the Steelers' chances alive. Motes and I were talking about this earlier. The offense had one first down in the first half and 18 in the second half so so there's there's encouraging stuff there I mean then as you mentioned right too there's you know there's there's the the turnovers down the stretch when you had a chance to, to go down there and win the game isn't that the the duality of, of a rookie quarterback some good some frustrating but isn't this kind of where we should expect to be right now
0: yeah especially with an offense that doesn't have an identity and I I, I, I said this earlier in the year But I want to reiterate, I I think the biggest reason the Steelers had Mitch Trubisky in for so long was they were trying to see if this offense could mold into something that you could just plug Keddy into, whether it was a running offense, a play-action offense, an RPO offense, a deep passing offense, a short pass, something. And after, what was it, four games or whatever – it just they realized it wasn't happening and it's cuz i mean ultimately their their plan was for Kenny Pickett to see the field eventually this year you know they wanted they wanted to see that that, that happen but they wanted to him, have him have a foundation like when Ken, when Ben Roethlisberger came in as a rookie you know he didn't come into an offense that didn't know who it was you know you had a strong offensive line you had Jerome Bettis in the backfield you had Hines Ward and Plaxico Burris, a deep a deep receiver and a tough receiver who could go over the middle and make plays for you you had the playmakers that you knew you could rely on in the tough moments that the quarterback can say, "Hey, I can go here in such and such times of need. We I mean, we can call this play because it works for Tommy Maddox and whoever else was quarterbacking at the time." This, this Steelers offense doesn't have that, and I think that that's what they were trying to set up for him. But eventually they were like, you know what, you know, we're not, we're not building that. We're not building that platform, so let's just put him in there and let's let him grow. And I think that's what you're doing right now. You're letting him grow, and you're going to have to take some of the pain with that. And, um, you know, again, we all knew this team wasn't a Super Bowl contender. We, we, we said that. But I do think that there's a chance that this team could become a much better unit, especially as Kenny Pickett is learning. You know, he's a guy that trial by fire, he's gotten better from it. He's taken those challenges on. I, I really think that that's what you're living with here. And, yeah, it comes with – you know, some poor decisions, you know, at the, at the end of the game. But, you know, again, you, you, this gives you a chance to see right now, how does he respond from those? How how does he take those challenges on in the next week of practices and the next game? This is where you start to gauge things and and, and kind of speed up that development process.
3: Now I did hear you talking about growth and development, obviously, and a guy that has been growing in a major way is Jalen Warren. Um, Just talk about your thoughts on him and how do you continue to keep him off the field you know, while Nas is trying to get it together, because to me, man, this is one of those guys that looks like he's really starting to carve out a niche, man.
0: I mean, I really think Jalen Warren's doing everything that you could ask of him. He does the little things right. He, he he blocks well. He gets in the right spots. Uh, there's a couple times where I think he could turn his head around a little bit quicker on some pass plays to help in, in a situation. Um, but he's running hard. He, he, has, he gives you that extra gear. And he's doing what he's supposed to do at the second running back spot. But what I will say is this, for those that think, oh, just plug him in, it's going to be great. He, he runs so much harder. When teams actually start to key on him, it will, you, you will have a different tone because that's what's happening with Najee Harris. When Jalen Warren's in there, defenses you see the linebackers and the safeties. They're not flying to the line of scrimmage because they have to stop Jalen Warren. They're more concerned about Pat Fryer George Pickens, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson. They're worried about those guys. When Najee Harris is on the field... They're flying to the line. They're, they're, they're saying, hey, we've got to stop him. And that's, that's kind of getting in the way of Najee Harris picking up momentum instead of, you know, building up, building up momentum and charging forward. He, he's like, okay, I can't charge forward because I'm just going to get tackled for a two-yard loss. I've got to find a way to make this guy miss, make a smart decision, and get around there. You know, Jalen Warren, I think there have only been like a couple situations where he ran into a brick wall, and when he ran into a brick wall, it was the same brick wall that Najee Harris wanted the same result, um, you know, and sometimes even worse. Uh, but you know, oftentimes when he runs, teams aren't looking for it. I, I do think the Steelers could, you know, maybe program some more of those of those winnable moments in. Um, but uh, but by and large, uh, you know, I think that I think that uh, uh, Jalen Warren—he's doing what you're asking of him. He's earned his playing time. I, I don't think putting him in for you know, I don't think replacing Najee Harris with him is going to give people the, the effect that that did. think,
1: Chris? Before we let you go, I gotta ask. Um, you know, we we normally just recap games with you on Monday. It's a little too early to start looking ahead, but you are obviously a man who spent some time in Philadelphia. Graduate of Cheney uh, in Philly. You were there four yes, years. Sir. Four years, correct? Four years. There it is. So I just got to know. Best cheesesteak in Philadelphia
0: is. Whoa. Whoa! Okay, you gotta give me some some some, some <laughs> that. Like, I, I, I'm thinking, like all right, you're gonna talk to Jalen Hurts, you're gonna talk about AJ Brown and Fletcher Cox. and no, it's it's cheesesteaks. All right, this is a big the question, thing man. Cheesesteaks. It is a big question. When you go to Philly, you don't go to Pat's. You don't go to Geno's. Thank you. They're the they're they're, they're the they're the Primanti brothers. And that's not to say Permane brothers. It's touristy. Is it good? But, but it's touristy. It's what you do when you first get there because you want that experience. There is a place in West Philly, you got to look it up, it's Joe's. It's this little diner <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> oh, buddy. It like some messed up place. This place, Joe's, I went there, and, like, when I went in, the the, the, the grills, like, that they put the cheesesteaks on, they looked like they had never been cleaned. Joe. Yep. I, that's, that's probably death that I'm eating right there. But when they put the cheese uh, wings on it, right. I never tried to eat cheese wings. I was, like, I was like, what's this fake cheese? And they're like, listen, Chris, just, just go with it. So I eat this cheesesteak with the cheese, with the grease that's probably been sitting there since 1940. And I put this – I, 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 I took my first bite of this cheesesteak. And I in the same moment, my brain said, this is the greatest sensation I've ever used in my life. <laughs> and at the same moment, it also said, Chris, while well, two of your arteries just yep. closed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there goes your <laughs> cholesterol. Yes. Right, like you're just you're you're pretty much done as far as health wise. It's it's amazing. It's the, it's the most amazing Greece experience that I've had in eating food. That's why it's legendary. But you got to go to those the most places amazing that, Greece uh, experience. So, yeah. so, it, it is. It is. Like, some people like the, the musical. I, th- I actually think Greek <laughs> musicals trash. But um, you know, but as far as as far as Greece things go, actually I will take that Philly thing from Joe's. Find the holes in the wall. Do not go to correct the, the touristy. Yeah. It's a trap. Chris,
1: I went to Joe's one time. It was fantastic. I was told that that was Allen yeah. Iverson's favorite mm. uh, favorite Philly cheesesteak spot. Definitely uh, definitely one of the best in the city. There it is. And, uh, and I hope to get my grubby paws on some deliciousness <laughs> Saturday. I'm going to sneak under the radar while the rest of the town's watching the World Series and get me some cheesesteaks. CC, great stuff up. as always. Make sure you're showing Chris Carter some love. Locked on Steelers podcast, his work in the PG, WPXI. He's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Partner, we always appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. Mama! Mama! There he Kenny goes. Bless. The chaplain of Kenny Nation. Kenny Bless. <laughs> Chris Carter, great stuff from him, as always. Joe's is good. Joe's is good. You know, I'm a Max's guy. I'm a rock with Max. Woodrow's is my spot. I think I've shared this before on South Street, but there's some, say, yeah.
3: there's some real he, he's right, man. good it, ones. It, if you need a bulletproof vest, if it look a little janky, that's the spot you want to be in. That's the that's spot. That's the spot. Because when I went to Max, I'm like, Lord, I'm not coming back out here when it gets dark. i tell you that. I don't feel safe, but this food is amazing. And yes, the grills definitely look like, how did this pass any type of health code? There's no way this passed nope. any type of code right here. That's the way you want it. Absolutely.
1: Uh, All right, the tweets here. we got about 15 minutes left. We'll close down with as many of these as we can get to. Jim tweets us and says, How long do you wait before a trend becomes a pattern? No, it's early, but Kenny's had some opportunities to finish against the Jets and the Dolphins and thrown interceptions. Is there hope, or is this who he is?
3: I would say you can't. It's still too early. No, 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 the answer to this specific question is how long before a trend becomes a pattern? At least one season. Uh, Yes, yes. So, there you go. So so that way it's not a oh man he looked good this week oh he fell again this week no 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 a season, yes. one complete season. Uh,
1: Zach piggybacks off of what you were saying and wants to know: Would you agree? Uh, Najee needs to run more north and south. Um, seems like too many cuts and spend moves and jumping when you mm-hmm. only need a couple yards.
3: Yes, sometimes man, you just got to be a bully. That's you know the you got to break some, it down. You yeah. be Debo sometimes. Absolutely. And remember, while he was at Bama, that was part of the criticism. Early Jumps one. over right. guys like, too yo, much. He's trying to jump. He's trying to play too much like a small running back. And then that final year there where he, you know, played himself into a first round draft pick, they talked about how he went back to being a physical, menacing style back, not trying to be an elusive, make you miss guy. Be the big back that you are, man. As a defender, I can tell you firsthand, we don't like hitting 230, 240 (laughs) for four quarters. But when you do all that shaking, that takes the defender off the hook. You make it easier on us. I'm not worried about Najee laterally shaking. I'm not worried about Najee laterally outrunning you. But what you are worried about is Najee uh, Najee stiff-arming you, putting his forehead in your chest, him driving his knees. That's what you're worried about. And that's something that he's understanding. And running back's coach, Eddie Faulkner, man, he's going to get him right in that capacity, mm-hmm. man, to let him know that. Because we have been seeing the improvement. But and part of it has been health. We understand that, too, man. We heard about him talking about the steel plate finally being removed from his cleat and stuff like that as well from the list, that he was dealing with. So it's all coming together. But, yeah, we wanted to be a little fast. I'm with you.
1: Annie tweets us and says, feeling a bit salty today. I guess everybody's mama taught them life isn't fair. And battle cries aside, you strive to win, but you don't always win. They made it a game last night after a rocky start. We ride. This is true. And, Annie, I know this we're feeling true. a bit salty because Annie's my fellow WVU yeah. alum. And, boy, did we get smoked by Texas Tech on Saturday. Y'all okay, got got. Oh, buddy. what is a 38-point loss getting got? Mm. Or, uh...
3: See, yeah, because I'm in that weird phase. We got beat, but the context around it is just like, yo, we're confirming how good we really yeah. are. Like
1: It's your first year up at, at no, FBS. no,
3: no, 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 no. no. Our quarterback in warm-ups. Starting quarterback in warm-ups. He's sick. He can't play. Oh gee. Start a true freshman, four picks. Oh. And we lose by 14 points. It was 12 to 2 for three quarters, Wes. It was 12 to 2. He threw us out the game, baby. <gasps> <laughs> so it's like, it's like, <gasps> yo, I feel the odds because <gasps> I'm like, yo, we had him 12 to 2 when we found out in warm-ups we weren't gonna have our guy. <laughs> But it's like, yo, that's the depth part. And that's, that's the part where we got to, you that's, know, that's the biggest that's part we of that. Yeah. Like, we that's like when we got to yes, the Big 12. Yes, we can't account for our guy. Our Started starters our starters were good. Yeah. But the depth, <laughs> you
1: know, when you get into the third and fourth that, quarter that, against Texas and they're, and they're wearing you down. I was about to say yeah. that, that that was a big, big difference. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Steel Nation 920 says, we don't rebuild, we restore and revamp.
3: No, absolutely, man. There you
1: go. That sounds like it, it, a uh, that sounds like a Lowe's or Home Depot slogan. It, it did, low key man. Ace Hardware?
3: Ace is the place with the help for hardware, restore, revamp it. <laughs>
1: Austin tweets us and says, "The crazy
3: thing about all this is we're gonna beat the Eagles in Philadelphia in six days. And then everybody's gonna be talking about we back on Super Bowl. Let's get it, Super Bowl. We know this, uh, Super Bowl. Wes, didn't we uh, just champions, this conversa- champions of so, Pennsylvania? Wes, Wes, we just had this conversation after we got done with the Bucks game, right? We did. And we were like, yo, everybody's back on the Super Bowl train. Everybody's back when we got the best teams to sliced bread. Man, our players are better than everybody else's players. Man, we got the MVP, the office rookie, the defense rookie, the defense player of the year. The- we got everybody across, coach of the year, comeback player of the year. We got everybody." You lose this week, man. We need to fire all these dudes, man. Canada just ain't the answer. Kenny Pickett, man. I told y'all he stinks, man. But Mike Tomlin lost the locker room, man. His defense, oh man, they can't catch a cold.
1: Najee Harris, waste of a first round pick. Come now, yeah, it is pretty funny. It is, it's hilarious, actually. Um, can I, can I just tell you real quick? What's was that? I looked this up this morning. Do you know the last time the Steelers won
3: in Philadelphia? Um, it was before I was here. Oh, uh, it was before you were here. Come to say well, last time I've been in Philly. The last two times, regular season and preseason, they didn't, they didn't put fifty on my head, top boy. Yeah, yeah, they they, 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 made you, me feel real uncomfortable about myself down there.
1: You know how somebody on this, you know, we used to put the Steelers when they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. It was the first time since 1969 that they didn't have that they traded their first round draft pick. We're in we the AFC Central, and 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 remember, there was one of the hosts on the uh-huh. show who used to make the joke trading their first round draft picks. since the first time since yep. the Beatles were on tour. Yep. What if I told you the last time they beat the Eagles was before that?
3: Ah, uh, that's not that about right. Nineteen sixty-five right. in Philadelphia.
1: In, in Philadelphia. That's, in say, that's in the Philly. context. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: In Philly. In Philly. Yeah. Nineteen sixty-five.
1: It's different, bro. The Beatles were certainly still on tour then. It's different. Whew. I don't
3: know why, but it is very different. Elvis was still on tour then. Like that's not even like what we got to Cleveland. Now, granted, we don't play them as frequently, and that does play a part of it as well. But historically, we have struggled mightily when we go into Philly.
1: Solitary Man tweets us, and I know that this is the first I was time. to the solitary body, man. Pal. Solitary Man says, "Guys, you do a great show. You know, you always know when the preface Uh-oh. when that's the preface, right? Hey, you now. always that's it's that's like the
3: hey hey. hey with, no all disrespect, do, with, but with all respect. <laughs> here comes the here comes the hey. T- hey I, I don't want to sound rude, Wes. <laughs> with <but> that being <laughs> said, it's like hey, 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 hey Wes, I like your hair, but."
1: But okay. my favorite is now when, with all these college guys going into the portal all the time. They write this big, oh, my time, my time at Texas Tech has every been fantastic. I love of it.
3: It's been great. But with that being but. said,
1: <laughs> he says, guys, you do a great show. But no, no, no. Kenny is not playing well enough to win. And this learning on the fly is not the standard. The standard is number seven, like it or not. Uh, rather, how would you feel uh, a rookie starting in front of you but isn't as good as you?
3: It's not a matter of how you feel. It's a matter of what is. And currently, this is the way we're operating, man. So we can kick and scream all we want, but that's not going to change the quarterback. Nah, it's not. And we can boo if you want. We saw how that worked out with the last quarterback. That's not going to change it. We understand the standard being seven, but the standard being seven, which version? Are you talking about last year's version? Are you talking about rookie year's version? Are you thinking of prime year's version? It's a lot of seven when you talk about how long you played here. And with that, the game has evolved. Certainly has. We talked about rookie year seven and what they were asking him to do versus what we are asking Kenny to do. Sure. It's night and day. Now, part of that is based mm-hmm. on the stuff that's around him, the personnel that's running. We talk about that running game that Ben had. We talk about the receivers that he had in terms of just the proven players out there offensively and defensively to allow him to just be inserted in a system that was conducive for him to be successful you heard chris break it down in the sense that we were trying to figure out that system with mitch and then with the hope of being able to just put kenny in, plug and play that has not been the case we're still trying to figure out what that identity is but when you talk about a rookie quarterback and his first four starts ever Two of those games, him throwing for over 40 times in terms of attempts, that is not the recipe for a quarterback to be successful. It's not.
1: Nope. We've gotten some tweets about that today, too. People saying, you know, yeah. I, so, I, so I'd rather can, have us giving the ball to Najee yeah. and Jalen. That also is, though, that's more difficult to do when you fall
3: behind 13 points early. But Well, and that's also part of the stuff that when we talk about when people would criticize Matt Canada and they oh, man, why do we keep doing this? This office is stagnant. Well, it's the give and take. So we can throw it 40 and 50 times and get these results, or you go back to trying to run it, but at times it's like, man, we're running into a brick wall, so we do what? More jet sweeps, right? And we're like, hey, we're tired of seeing the jet sweeps. So this is kind of what you're going through when you're talking about troubleshooting a team. We're talking about trying to figure out the best combination of players Mm -hmm. along with the best style of calls and along with just actually health and everything kind of going in order for you. Because just because all these things are in place, you can have a good call. Execution is not there. You can have the execution, the call not be there. You can have execution and call, and the defense just makes a play. It's a lot that goes into it, and that's the reason why, when you look not just in Pittsburgh, because don't think of it solely as a Pittsburgh only thing. Look around the league, man. It's a lot of teams that deal with this type of stuff. Think globally. So we can yeah, yeah. make true. it, uh, it's only us, woe is me, this guy has fallen, and we can continue to panic, and we'll live in this you know, heightened sense of anxiety this whole season and, and you know, go that route. Or we can understand that, hey, man, we are not far off from where we are actually trying to be. So find that statement, find that part, and that's where we grow from there versus, oh, man, we're the worst team ever, man. This is tragic. We're going to be a top five picking team, da-da-da-da. This, 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 that and, that, and that. Fire everybody because it's not the case. We can talk about some of those teams that are in the league right now that should feel like that. But we are not in that same class right now with those teams. We're not. No matter how much we want to act like it is, we are not.
1: Matt tweets us. This is the good follow-up to that. Matt says, uh, listening to the Steelers fans that are screaming for Mitch to be put back in have to accept that that's not going to happen. The switch has been made. It's time to prepare to weather the storm and ride the roller coaster.
3: Yeah, and we talked about when that switch was made. We said, right, wrong, and different. You have to live with it. You're going to go through some games where it's going to be like this, where the rookie is going to, sort of speak, cost you, you know, some critical moments. But at the same time, we can see the aggressiveness that he has and how that opens up the offense as well at times. It's pros and cons to both of these players, man. But we also said that we knew that Kenny was supposed to be the long-term answer because he's the draft pick. He's the guy that has the five years under his contract, or excuse me, four to five years under his contract. Where is Mitch? It's a two-year deal with uh, one year really to be able to get out of this thing. So this was more of a bridge, short-term. If he comes in, he's able to light it up, great. But if not, this is the guy that you kind of want. So they just went to that move a lot sooner. So it expedited this process that we're in right yeah. now. Yeah. So instead of us feeling like this at the end of the season where record might not matter anymore um, just because of how the season could have played out, it would take a little bit of that pressure off and take a little bit of this feeling off. But right now we're going through rookie growing pains along with trying to maintain relevancy, staying competitive and trying yeah. to win games. Yeah. And when you're talking about all of that at the same time, it has us in this particular uh state that we're in. Where it's like, dude, what are we? Some weeks were good, some weeks were not good. Are we tanking? Are we really competing after this thing? Should we play the young guy or should we go back to Mitch where it's going to be a little bit more conservative but less turnovers? Man, I could live with less turnovers, right? But remember, that was a part of the conversation as well when we talked about Mitch early on. And it was like, yo, we want Kenny out there. We want Kenny out there. And it's like, well, would you rather have conservative approach but offense not as explosive or would you want aggressiveness but you're going to get rookie mistakes? Right. And that was kind of the line. That, choose, that, I'm choosing the ladder. I am. You know, that was the line that people were kind of on. For me, I don't like the ladder. I, I like in terms of Ooh. the Mitch element of it okay. because that was just my thought process with it. But I was very clear with that even then. And my stance has not changed. My only stance is that I'm always going to support whoever Coach Tomlin puts out there. And if that's what he wanted to do, that's what he's doing. But once again, it's that concept of you just have to understand the different pathways with each of these. Once you understand the pathways, it's like, all right, it's not as surprising. So it's not as surprising. It's not going to have me having these, like, really big reactions off of
1: it. This roller coaster. Yeah. It's funny now. We got a lot of tweets about the quarter. Okay, we got, like, a minute here. I'm going to roll through some of these quick. R. Bracey says, it's a good thing these Yenzers didn't see Bradshaw play in his early years. Mm. Calm down, folks. We're in a lot better shape at quarterback post-Ben than we were post-Bradshaw. I think that's certainly Mm -hmm. undeniable. Uh, TC tweets us and says, can we stop with the comparisons to Ben's rookie year? Not one single GM would have taken Pickett over Ben. Ben had like five game-winning drives and four fourth-quarter comebacks as a rookie. They have zero to do with each other. You are right. They have zero to do with each other. But But, that's just what we do do as sports fans, too. You compare the new guy to the last
3: guy. Yeah, so you can feel good about yourself. That's literally all we're trying to do. I mean, we, we,
1: we, uh, you know, Andrew McCutcheon wins an MVP and he's getting compared to Pirates greats of past Sidney Crosby's doing his thing. And they're asking, is he better? Was he better than Mario Lemieux? That's just, that's the fodder that we, we do as sports fans, but you're right. I mean, there are no comparisons. I think particularly as we've laid out in terms of hall of fame, guard, all pro center hall of fame, running Mm -hmm. back (laughs) two really dang good wide receivers, Yep. um,
3: and but we do do it's true we do do Kenny
1: no favors whenever we compare him to yeah. a guy who had one of the best rookie seasons that we've that we've seen from a quarterback.
3: But that's not something that a lot of us just did. That Correct. was the heavy Kenny Pro support crowd. That was you haters from that, West Virginia and Penn
1: State. They, and what, yeah, yeah. what happened?
3: Yeah, they they low-key created this climate, if we go be real about
1: oh, it. Oh, no, they did. They, <laughs> they
3: created this the climate, The same people who bro. are crying wolf
1: now yep. are the are, are the ones who who created yeah, the beast. they yeah. are the ones who created it. Oh, we this. don't need to tiptoe around that. Let that's, let's not
3: act like that. That's, that's yeah. 100% the truth. When, when you talk about why people are pissed, it's like because y'all sold the dream of, oh, this is perfection, most pro-ready. Best thing since sliced bread. Won the AC championship at Pitt, and it's like I get that, but that is this why is still I the pe- NFL. Pe- yeah, but that's I do feel like that's a large reason why look, people are looking what it is. Tr- look
1: bro. at what Trevor Lawrence accomplished yep. in, in college, and he's still yep. he's he's had some really good weeks, but he's had some weeks uh-huh. where he struggled here as well too. Uh, okay, couple more real quick. Rod Dalla, uh, since that win in 1965 for the Steelers in Philly, they are 0 and nine. In Philadelphia since then.
3: See, we just need more opportunities. That's all.
1: <laughs> Walter tweets us and says, "Thought Devin Bush had a nice game. I agree. Mm-hmm. Quietly, he's 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 playing pretty well here. Yeah,
3: he's putting together some nice games back to back. Obviously, you still want the consistency to be there, um, especially in the run game. He has some areas where he can just continue to improve. But as a whole, largely, he has definitely stepped up. Um, and it's good to see, man. It's very refreshing. This defense is a lot better when he is playing the way that he currently is. And we're going to need him to keep doing that. You know, it's not going to get easier down the stretch." You know, you're gonna to need to keep this productivity. I, my challenge would be to not just maintain what he's doing, but to start giving us some more splash as yeah, well, man. Yeah, because absolutely. That's for the next him, step, right? this is a contract year, and if you want to get compensated, whether that's here in Pittsburgh or elsewhere, splash is how you get that. The tackles are good. Him understanding his assignment is good in house, but in terms of you need that splash. compensation, yeah, splash is where you get that at. Splash.
1: That'll do it for today. We're gonna get out of here on a little positivity mm-hmm. from from Walter. Thanks to everybody on the tweets, as always, we do appreciate you guys. Win, lose, or draw. Agree with us, disagree with us. Yeah, and we've Some, actually
3: had like multiple draws in our time.
1: Somewhere in the middle, <laughs> we've actually. Done. We appreciate everybody on the tweets, as always. Power Grid Megawatts. You guys make this fun. You are the seasoning to our entree. Ooh, hey now! Uh, big shout out to Chris Carter for joining us as always on a Monday, and to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Moats the Third. Who, me? No show tomorrow. Mike Tomlin Press Conference here at noon. We'll be back on Wednesday for a Motes Host Wednesday as we'll put a bow on all this conversation and start to look ahead to them Philadelphia Eagles. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Enjoy the nice weather if you're here in western Pennsylvania because it's probably not going to be around much longer. For Arthur Motes, I'm Wesley Euler. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. You know where to find us at high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stillus Nation Radio.